Hey everybody, this is Kylie Gable, your host for the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. Uh, this week we have a story read by Miss Jen Davis, and I plan to have her back next week, possibly even with an interview. Um, Jen has got several stories finished for me. She's actually got three of them done. Uh, the one we're going to listen to today is called Tennis Anyone. Tennis Anyone I was lucky enough to get actually as a commission. And I've written about a lot of sports-related stories. I've done one about a hockey player turned figure skater, a basketball player. Uh, I've had a couple about football players. So it just seemed like overdue to do tennis. So this is the story of uh, a guy who's feminized for tennis. And uh, like I said, it was a commission, which which made it extra sweet to do. And um, so I hope you enjoy it. It's uh, Miss Jen Davis, and the story is called Tennis Anyone. Tennis Anyone? Written by Kylie Gable and Claudia Costa. Narrated by Miss Jen Davis. For mature audiences only. All characters are above the legal age. It was hard to say if tennis made them competitive, or if being competitive made them good tennis players. They had all been part of the DuPont women's tennis team that won their conference back in 2009, and they had taken the business world by storm in the very same way. No matter how hard they worked during the week, Rika, Alexis, Melissa, and Jesse never missed their Saturday afternoon tennis match. They each paid $500 a month just to be able to use the well-maintained courts at the exclusive East Shore Tennis Club. Today, the women were commiserating at the club bar. Rika had gotten a new job that was just too good to turn down. She would be leaving for New York within the week, and their tennis foursome would be reduced to a threesome. Rika's bright red nails grasped the glass in front of her. She was already on her third Cosmo and feeling very little pain. Her white tennis dress looked even more pristine against her olive skin. I feel so bad about leaving you and all. I wouldn't have turned that job down either, said Jessie, her blonde ponytail bouncing around as she enthusiastically congratulated her friend. You totally deserve it. But now we're short a fourth, said Melissa. She was taller than the other girls and probably the best tennis player of the bunch. She also had an amazing pair of legs that were visible beneath her short tennis dress. What about Amber? asked Rika. She's great, but she's no athlete, sighed Alexis. She was as pretty as any of the others, but she had a sharp and calculating mind that was equally capable of displacing foes on the tennis court or the boardroom. She couldn't keep up with the three of us. Who could? asked Jessie. We're all college tennis players. There's a big jump up between casual players and NCAA players. What about a guy? asked Alexis. There are a lot more guys that could keep up with us. Ew, this is kind of a girl's day, said Melissa. Ron could keep up with us, suggested Alexis. He probably could, but he's such a bro, said Rika. Yeah, 
He'll show up in loud shorts and a Budweiser t-shirt, complained Jesse. What if I could make him fit in with us, suggested Alexis. There's no way even you could do that, said Melissa. Just say I could, said Alexis. The important thing is that I'll make him fit in with us. I don't believe you, said Jesse, but if anybody could pull it off, it's you. Next week, I'll have Ron here, and he'll fit in. If I'm right, you'll pick up the tab at the bar, and if I'm wrong, I'll owe you all around, proposed Alexis. You're on, replied Melissa. I just wish I wasn't going to miss it, sighed Rika. Ron, we could use a fourth for tennis Saturday. How about it? asked Alexis. She was known for not wasting a lot of time with chit-chat. She was friendly, but she always got right to the point. If you didn't know her better, you might even find her a bit brisk. I might be interested, but who are the other two? asked Ron. He'd always fancied Alexis. Even the bun she wore her hair in and the stylish charcoal business suit she wore did nothing to hide her body. Melissa and Jessie, come on, what better way to spend your weekend than with three attractive women? Three women? Do you really want a guy in the group? Rika's leaving, as you know, and we're all good tennis players. Most guys can't keep up with us, let alone women. Hey, don't you all play at that fancy club? I'm going to feel out of place. Don't be silly. You know every guy there is going to wonder why you got so lucky to be playing with the three of us. It's not what I'm used to, he protested. What if I helped make you fit in? How would you do that, asked Ron, genuinely puzzled. He wasn't a bad-looking guy. He kept himself in good shape, was swimming and running, but even though he made a good salary, the fancy stuff like private tennis clubs just seemed beyond him. For starters, I can take you shopping, said Alexis. The clothes makes the man, you know. I'll take you to my tennis boutique, and we'll get you properly outfitted. If you leave the Zubas behind and we put in some tennis whites, everyone will know you belong. I don't know. Free drinks afterwards, too. And the bartender makes the most incredible mojitos. Okay, I'm on, agreed Ron. We have the club booked for Saturday at 1, but we need to go shopping first. Come by my place at 9, and we'll get you all sorted out, suggested Alexis. At 9 sharp, Ron pulled up in front of Alexis's place in his Mustang. He'd made it a point of deliberately wearing the loudest casual clothes he had, since he knew he'd be changing. On his torso was a neon green shirt and a pair of purple and yellow shorts covered him below his waist. All of this was in sharp contrast to the bright red Nikes on his feet. You really need this, said Alexis, appreciating his little joke. It looks like we don't have a minute to waste. Strings was a sporting goods store unlike any that Ron had ever seen before. It catered exclusively to tennis. And though they had rackets, balls, and miscellaneous equipment, 90% of the boutique was devoted to tennis attire. Ron saw a pair of women's ankle-high sweat socks hanging on a rack and was shocked to see a $32 price tag on them.
The store was a sea of white, with little hints of color here and there, for players looking for something a little bit flashier. This place is pricey, gasped Ron. So's that car of yours. We work 60-hour weeks so we can afford stuff like this, assured Alexis. I think I might prefer 10-hour work weeks and a dollar pair of socks. Behave. We're going to have you looking sharp. You won't just look like you belong. You'll have every guy at the club wishing they were as cool as you. I promise. Well, if I've come this far, said Ron. Exactly, said Alexis, picking up a white shirt and holding it up to him. This would look good on you. Two hundred dollars? Close, but it's actually two sixty-five. It's so worth it, though. Soon Alexis had found a half dozen shirts and four pairs of shorts that she wanted to have Ron try on. The styles were fairly traditional white, but some had a bit of red, green, or blue accent. Ron didn't want to even look at the prices. Instead, he carried the clothes into the dressing room and came out in the first outfit choice, which was a plain white polo with white and blue shorts. He grabbed one of the rackets and began making goofy poses. What do you think you're doing? asked Alexis, clearly a little embarrassed by the attention her friend was getting. I'm channeling my movie makeover hero. You're supposed to give me thumbs up or thumbs down as cheesy music plays. This would be a lot easier if you wore glasses and could just take them off. Oh, yeah, they all did that. I wonder if those movies were all sponsored by contact lens companies. That's not bad, but let's try another outfit, suggested Alexis. Wow, that's really cute on him, offered a friendly sales girl named Irene. How did you get him to try things on? Most guys won't even shop. I'm not most guys, said Ron. Seeing the sales girl raise an eyebrow, Alexis commented, He's not. He knows if he doesn't cooperate, he's getting a spanking. Ron blushed beet red, having his legs taken out from under him like that. He started to object, but was interrupted by the sales girl. I think more bad boys should be spanked, said Irene, with a bit too much enthusiasm for Ron's taste. My three girlfriends and I have a standing date to play tennis at the East Shore Club on Saturday afternoon. He's going to be our foursome, and he's dressing to fit in. Well, if he's trying to fit in with three other women in a foursome... Shouldn't he be trying on skirts, teased the saleswoman. I'll just play in this outfit. You both said it looked pretty good on me. Just let me know what the damage is, said Ron. We were just having some fun, Ron, said Alexis. No disrespect was intended. I'm really sorry I upset you, apologized Irene. That was unprofessional of me. No, said Alexis. You are fine. He's just being a bit of a baby right now. I just don't like being called a chick. I'm a pretty good tennis player, you know, said Ron defensively. I'm sure you are, agreed Irene. The three chicks you're going to be playing with are all better than you. Maybe you shouldn't take such offense at the comparison, you know. They think they can play better than me, said Ron. 
I won't get into this with you, said Alexis, but the closest you got to a racket sport in college was beer pong. I'm going to change out and leave, said Ron. He turned and walked toward the dressing room, but was unaware of Alexis following behind him until she grabbed his right arm and twisted it high up his back. What the hell do you think you're doing, protested Ron. Something your mother should have done a long time ago. Alexis dragged Ron into the dressing room and yanked his shorts down. Stop this, pleaded Ron. Ignoring his cries, she brought Ron down over her lap. He tried to squirm away, but she brought her left leg up and over him and locked her frightened co-worker in place. Rather than starting by smacking his butt cheeks, she began rubbing his butt. While she did this, she could start to feel the beginning of an erection. He had never thought of Alexis or any of the women sexually, not in more than a quick daydream fantasy. But he couldn't deny that, splayed over her athletic legs, Alexis was a beautiful woman. Unfortunately, this was not all that was on his mind. As she pulled down his underwear, Ron's hard-on wilted in a storm of humiliation and fear. As Alexis began her assault on Ron's ass cheeks, he remembered that her body was not only beautiful, but also highly efficient and athletic. Alexis was known for her powerful forehand, and those same muscles that launched a thousand blistering laser shots into her opponent's side of the net were mercilessly tattooing his backside. Tears soon followed, and then begging. With his head down by Alexis's ankles, he could see out into the shop. He knew that some of the shoppers could hear him getting spanked and squealing like a girl, as the spanks really hurt. He was also starting to worry that Alexis would just keep on spanking him all day. Her right arm was in phenomenal shape, and she didn't seem to be the least bit tired. This was probably nothing compared to her usual Saturday tennis game. Please stop. I'll behave, promised Ron. Giving him one last crack for good measure, she informed Ron, If you misbehave again, the next spanking will be with an audience. Do you understand me? Yes, I won't. Good, she said, pushing him off her lap and onto the floor. Irene, who had been listening to the show, was quite entertained. But now that she heard the spanking end, she decided she might as well make a return appearance. Is everything all right in there? She called through the dressing room door. Just peachy, said Alexis. Can we just leave? I'll take all the stuff you picked out, said Ron, wiping away his tears. No sulking now, said Alexis. Time is tight, and we have a new plan now. What's the new plan? asked Ron. You need to go back out to Irene, began Alexis. Ron's eyes grew wide with terror as she explained what she intended for him to do. Two minutes later, Ron emerged from the dressing room. Even as he walked toward her, Irene could see that Ron had been crying. Serves him right for not being able to take a joke, she thought. You were right, said Ron sheepishly. About what, she asked. I really do need a skirt to fit in. Do you have any suggestions? I'd like a matching top, too, please, he said. Each word was like a punch to the gut. 
I'm sure we can find you some lovely things, sir, she said. You're quite petite for a man. I'll bring some stuff back to you, and you can try it on in the dressing room. That would be wonderful, said Ron, who wanted his humiliation as far away from the public as possible. Irene delighted herself in finding the absolute girliest and most humiliating women's tennis attire she could find in the entire shop. While they were looking for men's clothes for Ron, they seemed very conservative, but if Alexis was serious about putting him into a tennis dress, this opened up a whole spectrum of colors. Of course, Irene found a very tasteful traditional white tennis dress, but also some sexy tops and short skirts. There were plenty of pinks, feminine pastels, and bright colors as well. There are so many choices, gushed Alexis, as she saw the bundle of clothing that was stacked in Irene's arms. We do have a lot of lovely outfits, but I really recommend the lemon yellow tennis dress with the white piping. It's got a crossover top that I think will look really cute on him, suggested Irene. Ron, did you have something to say to her? asked Alexis. Uh, yeah, thanks, Irene. It looks like you got me a lot of really pretty outfits, replied Ron. The look on your face is more than enough payment for me, said Irene sarcastically. I'm glad you like them. He loves them. But can you find us some bras? I'm thinking some of these dresses aren't going to look so great if they're flat up top, said Alexis. You're right. They're obviously made with the expectation that the person wearing them has at least a little something up top, replied Irene. But we're not a lingerie store. We only sell bras as part of bra and panty sets. Oh, I don't see a problem with that, said Alexis. Bring us some sets. Soon Ron was coming out of the dressing room, modeling each of the tennis outfits for Irene, Alexis, and any curious onlookers. And there were plenty of onlookers who were shocked to see a guy trying on women's tennis outfits. You know, I really do think you need to put on a bra before modeling these clothes, said Alexis. I'll go in with them and help him with the white bra and panties set I found. He can wear it with anything, said Irene. Yeah, that's a good idea, agreed Alexis. We'll definitely take the white set. As Irene followed Ron into the dressing room, he was surprised to see her, and not the least bit happy. Your boss thought you should have a bra on when you model dresses, and I figured you could use a little help putting one on and adjusting it. She's not my boss, said Ron defensively. Maybe not at work, but she's definitely the boss, said Irene, strapping the bra around Ron's chest and adjusting the straps before putting his arms through them. Unfortunately, nobody really wears miracle bras to play tennis, but this one does have a bit of padding that will give you a better shape. You know I'm not a sissy, protested Ron. That honestly doesn't matter to me. All I know is you allowed a woman to spank you until you broke down and agreed to be her little bitch, right down to wearing dresses and bras for her. If you have another term you'd prefer, I'll call you anything you want. The money spends the same, said Irene, who couldn't resist snapping Ron's bra strap before giving him a purple and pink floral top 
and black wraparound miniskirt to put on. That's perfect, said Alexis. We have shoes that would be great with this top, said Irene. Why not? Get him some ankle socks, too, replied Alexis. By the time they had left the shop, Ron was on the hook for over $1,200. Not only did they buy the last outfit, which Alexis insisted Ron wear out of the store, but they also took the lemon tennis dress that Irene raved about, a pair of pink tennis shoes, ankle socks, and a hot pink tennis bag. Despite all the outfits that Ron had to try on, it was still only a little past eleven when they left the shop. Where are we going to now? asked Ron nervously. We still have plenty of time, said Alexis. I took the liberty of making a few calls when you were in the dressing room. You made calls? he asked. Yeah, it's amazing the strings that places will pull for their best clients. Next stop is New You Spa on Darby. You know where it is. I do, but what are we doing there? asked Ron nervously. I would think that would be pretty obvious. We're going to work on a new you. And so help me if you try and fight me on this. I'm going to put you right over my knee again. You wouldn't dare. Try me, said Alexis. Now, let's get going. We have an appointment in ten minutes. An appointment? This is getting out of hand, complained Ron. Alexis thought about saying something, but decided against it. If she criticized him for every little misstep, they'd never get anywhere. When they arrived at the spa, Ron was beginning to have second thoughts, but he didn't dare say no to Alexis at this point. He'd seen that look in her eyes at work, and he knew it was pointless and possibly dangerous to get on the other side of her when she had her mind already made up about something. Inside, a cute young receptionist greeted Alexis like old friends, before a tall blonde woman, who could have been a model, came over with a big smile and greeted Alexis with a warm hug, ignoring him at first, before finally saying, Yes, it is, Laura. He really needs your help. I should say she does, replied the woman. Ron noticed the way she emphasized the change in pronouns, but didn't mention it. So, a full waxing and a makeover. Nails? asked Laura. Yes, if you can get it all done in time for our game. You are truly a miracle worker, said Alexis. Well, miracles are kind of our business. Does she have a name? I'm Ron. I didn't ask you, said Laura. His name is Ron, confirmed Alexis. That's not very pretty, said Laura. Rhonda? Rhonda sounds like she smokes three packs a day, gossips incessantly, and is always complaining about her ex-husband in the break room, said Laura, shaking her head. I see what you mean, agreed Alexis. A pretty girl definitely deserves a pretty name, said Laura. Don't I get a say in any of this, protested Ron. What do you think, snapped Laura. You know the best tennis players have names like Martina and Serena. What about Katrina? asked Laura. Katrina, I like it. We can call her Kat. So that was Miss Jen Davis with her reading of Tennis Anyone. Uh, I know I'm going to, for a fact, and I'm going to have another Miss Jen Davis story next week, probably with a short one added to it from um, Mr. Steejay. 
and I'm feeling really good. We, we're, we're not racing to get these in. Um, Jen has another one that, that she just turned out today, The Beautiful Bully. Uh, Raina's working on one that I'm excited to hear from her on. And, you know, of course, Shayla's got a bunch going on. So there's a bunch of, of audios being recorded. And um, I love it because there's nothing worse than, like, uh-oh, it's Saturday and I have no idea what I'm going to play. Uh, so... Anyway, I hope you have a great week. It is sunny and beautiful out there. I've got a weird sunburn just on the left side of my shoulder. That's, you know, my shoulder meets my neck on the left side, and it's and it's painful. But otherwise, you know, it's great to be out there in the sun with my dogs. I have two of them now. I added Tango to Chance, so I've got Tango and Chance. I swear I didn't plan that. I didn't name Tango Tango uh, to to make her fit in. Her name was Django, and I just like tango better so yes if i was going to name characters after classic movies i don't think i would have picked uh tango and cash so anyway that chime indicates some i got a facebook message have a great week and, and i'll be back next monday i hope you will be too